Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Understand that we live in a culture that is driven by fear. And it can impact every relationship. And this week I did a little bit of study to find out, you know, what is the impact of marriage on relationships? And you may be surprised to know, but it's pretty much positive. Matter of fact, I would say, uh, as I read these uh, stats about marriage, is that people that are married actually tend to have better financial uh, stability. Also, people that are married seem to have a little less stress. Okay, yeah, I was waiting on that one, yes. Also, people that are married uh, are able to sleep better, okay? I guess that's good. And then also, uh, the, the thing that I noticed is that, you know, they have a, a people that are married have a, a better support group around them. The thing that what, what is amazing to me is that we didn't find out that researchers, researchers didn't say that, that the scripture says and bears out is that when God created marriage, he created a context for love to grow deeper. It's a place where love should grow deeper. And so let me explain it to you this way. When you're married, when you, when you say, I do, what you're saying is that, okay, I am going to be committed to you no matter what that I, you can count on me. When that happens, all of a sudden it frees you up to become the person that you are. You don't have to put on this fake like you do for everybody else. You know, you can be the real you. And that's what marriage is all about because we made a commitment to each other. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be here with you no matter what. And so we're able to be ourselves in those moments. It is impossible to have a deep love when you're constantly afraid the person you're with is going to leave you. Would anybody agree with that? It's, it's, it's impossible to, to have a deep love when you're constantly afraid that someone's going to leave you. And so today we want to begin to, to dive into this love topic. And, and the scripture says in 1 John 4 and 18, these words we're going to remember today because they are transferable no matter what relationship we're talking about. So let's read this passage together. Let's read it together. Ready? Come on. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So what he's saying is this, is either love is going to drive out fear or fear is going to drive out love. And as I started our, our time saying this, our culture today has made a decision that we're going to live in a fear culture. Everything's about fear. Fear and, and fear drives out love. And so would, would you agree with that, that we're in a fear-based culture? I mean, there's so much anxiety, so much stress, and everything on the news constantly is about fear, 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 bad, bad, bad. And so it, it can make us very anxious. And so today I want to talk to you again. The title is coming up, How to uh, Overcome Fear by Love. How to Let Love Overcome Fear. I want to give you three things today that I think are, are very practical, that they're going to help you. Matter of fact, I would even go a little bit further. 
to say if, if, you practice, if you put into practice the things that we're going to talk about today, it can change your life in a dramatic way. Your stress level can go way down. Your fear level can go way down. And the love that you want to give can go way up. And so are you ready to get started? Amen. All right, here we go. So number one, would you write this down? Number one is relax your fear guard. Relax your fear guard. Every one of us have a fear guard. That means that we guard ourselves because we're afraid. There's two fears that you were born with. The first fear that you were born with is a fear of falling. The second one that you were born with is a fear of loud noises. When those happen, again, that's natural fears that everybody in this room is born with. But outside of that, you were not born with fear. Every fear that you have has somehow been developed, that somehow uh, the fear that you have, that you've discovered yourself and you've adopted yourself. And so what, what's crazy is this, is that our brains from the very time that we were born begin to take notes like a computer. You know how it began to collect data and say, okay, when I did that, it hurt. When I did that, that hurt. When I did that, that hurt. And so all of a sudden we start developing all these fears that begin to work uh, in our favor because without these fears, guess what? We would do some stupid things that would kill us. I mean, like, you know, today, because, uh, you know, the, st the stop sign said stop, and, and, and you did that because not only because you want to be a law-abiding citizen, but because you was afraid that other person may not stop, right? And, and, and so you stop. So there's fears that keep, us, that keep us alive, and thank God for those. But there's other fears that, begin to, that our brain begins to take note of that all of a sudden make us suspicious of everything, even to the people in our own families. This, uh, I'm, I'm going to, again, be transparent. About two weeks ago, I want you to know I was on the wrong side of the law. I know that's hard for you to believe, right? <laughs> I actually, I was on the wrong side of the law. And you see that traffic signal there, that sign? I ignored that sign. And I was pulling out of the gym that I go to, and uh, instead of going right, like the sign said I should, I should not make a left turn. I decided that I was going to make the left turn because there was a median right there, and I had done it for, uh, I don't know how many years, done that. And, uh, you know, so, I don't know. Since you've done it so long, it should be right, right? And so uh, I did that. I pulled out and made the left turn, and when I did, an officer of the law come over the hill, and when he did, he gave me the blue light special. <laughs> Not the old day Kmart either, Okay. And so I, I, I pulled over, and, and I'll just go ahead and tell you this so that you will know. I, I pulled over, and I thanked him for doing his job. I received all the little pieces of paper that I got. But the, and I did. I really thanked him for doing his job because I love our police officers. But let me just tell you what I noticed. This is where I'm getting to. I noticed that when he approached my vehicle, how cautiously and suspiciously he approached my vehicle. He got right up beside my vehicle and walked right, I mean, just had his hand and just doing like this, easing up to my vehicle. And I could realize, and so I made sure to have my hands on the wheel because, I, I, you know, I knew that that wouldn't probably make him feel a little better. But I know, but what I'm saying, the reason I'm saying that to you is because of his training and because of his experience. The two things that, that, that I've learned since then is that officers get more, getting more harm's way is by approaching a vehicle and by entering someone's home. And so they're taught to, to do it defensively and suspiciously. 
And he's eased up to my window. And the problem is, in all of our fears in our lives, is that when we allow fear to begin to dominate our lives, guess what? We begin to approach our own spouse cautiously. Suspiciously. What are you doing? What are you planning? And because we have these old wounds in our lives, we begin to approach that. And, And when you begin to approach relationships in your life, every one of them, cautiously and suspiciously because of your past experience, you never, ever, ever let real love in because you're holding everybody out here, right? And let me tell you something. You can never, ever fully embrace someone when you're constantly holding up, holding them out here because you're afraid. And that is exactly what fear does to us in our relationships is it robs us of love because it says they may hurt you, this may hurt you, and even the people that we love, that we say we love the most still because of fear, we won't let them all the way in. Always, we won't let them all the way in. The word that we're looking for is intimacy. I always hear that. Always people say, you know, I just want us to be intimate. Well, intimate is not a sexual term. Intimacy means that I'm going to let you into me. And you can never, ever be intimate with someone that you're constantly holding off because you're afraid of what, how they may hurt you. And my friends, it's hard to love that way. And so, again, I want to share this uh, thought with you. Fear makes us defensive. And that's just like that officer approaching my car, which he had to do that to stay alive. Many of us do that in our own homes. I want to give you a secret to help you uh, defeat that because it's going to come to every one of us, no matter how long you've been married or how long you've been in a dating relationship or, or, you know, or maybe it's with your children or your parents, whatever relationship. I want to tell you something to help you, and that is this. I want you to take a deep breath. Would you everybody just take a deep breath? And then just relax your shoulders. Just let them go as you breathe out. Feel that tension release. If you can learn to do that, when that fear begins to bubble up and you can learn to take notes like that and you can learn to take that deep breath and just allow yourself, say, I am not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. And you release the fear and you release the tension. Then all of a sudden, it's amazing how you're able to take a step closer to the person that you want to love instead of holding back and taking a step back. It's powerful. And I would challenge you to try that. The Bible says God knew that we would have this anxiety, this anxiousness. And so this is what the Bible says. Look what it says. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Would you read those first three words out loud with me? Let's read them. Ready? Come on. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. It's a command. It's It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Don't be anxious, he says. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, what? Pray. And pray about everything, he says. Pray. Pray about everything. Tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him. That's important for his answer. Now, would you read the next four words that are underlined? Let's read them. Ready? If you do this, if you do this, notice that if, if you do this, look what's going to happen if you do this. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your what? Thoughts. Stop right there. Isn't that the problem that we have? Our mind's sort of going all the time, isn't it? It's going all the, every one of ours. It's going all the time. And let me tell you something. When you allow that to happen inside of you, when your mind constantly going all the time, the devil will make sure to insert fear into that, that you can never be as close as you want to be to the person that you want to love the most. Every one of us. He says, so he, it's going to protect our thoughts and he goes on to say, and your heart quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. So see if you can finish this statement. 
The family that prays together stays together. Isn't that amazing how that we all know that statement? I would say this, the couple, the husband and the wife that prays together will stay together. It's amazing to me how that prayer is a connection that, you know what, when prayer goes up, fear comes down in every relationship. When, when prayer goes up, when couples join hands and when they actually pray together, that wall of fear that the enemy has tried to put up, it's amazing how that God allowed it and will help you and pull that down. I had lunch with a couple uh, last week who's been married for three or four months. And I, I, I was uh, just asking how things were going. And they said, Pastor Jeff, you talked about a couple weeks ago and habits about how that... Uh, how that you and Rhonda pray together, you started that and said, I just want you to know we started praying together. And I thought, man, I wish to God somebody would have told Rhonda now that. Because they're starting their, they're starting their relationship off up here where we started off down, way down here. We had to learn that through, through trial and error. But they're embracing that now because when, when prayer goes up, fear comes down. And God says the antidote for your fear and your family is that you pray together. And the more that you pray together, the more those walls come down and the more you learn to relax. It's like taking a deep breath and just going, ah. Every time you pray together, it's like, ah. And you release it on the inside of you. It's amazing what will happen. And so I challenge you today. Matter of fact, just to let you know that we're trying to invest in the marriages in SEC because they're all under attack. And that we're having something very special. It's on, your, on the back of your connection card. There's a sign up here. It says, send me the link to sign up for your best night out. We're having some people come in that's going to talk about marriage. It's going to be fun, entertaining. We want you to sign up for that. So just check that box so we can send you some information about that. Okay, let's say this again. Let's say 1 John 4 and 18. Let's say it again. You ready? Come on. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So either we're going to allow fear to drive out our love, or either we're going to let our love drive out fear. One or the other is going to happen. Constantly it's going to happen. And you get to choose what that's going to be. And so again, I would say one more thing before I move on as well. Not only the family that prays together stays together, but the family that serves in God's house together stays together. And that's why I'm always promoting growth track. Matter of fact, it's happening now. So if, if you would like to catch that next week at 1030, you can and come to one of our other services. Just want to remind you of that. Okay, the second thing is this. How, how to let love overcome fear. The second thing I would share with you is this. Would you write this down? Is recognize the fear and feel it. Okay, when I said that uh, earlier, I said feel it. They were like, okay, are you putting something in a hole, feeling? No, no, no. It's a feeling. Feel it. And then release it. So you want, to, you want to recognize the fear and you want to feel it and then release it. This is pretty interesting. Would you agree with me that at any moment we are susceptible to an emotion? Like, I mean, right now some of you are doing good, but something could happen and all of a sudden you'd be ticked off. I'm like, you know, it's amazing. Your spouse could look at you or show you a text message that somebody just sent. And all of a sudden, where well, you're having a good time in church, you're feeling good about life. And they could show you that text. And all of a sudden, you'd be furious, like, let me out of here. Right? Let me get at them. It's amazing how emotions can change. Even, you know, jealousy can uh, immediately, we can feel that immediately. We can feel anger. Uh, we can feel, uh, you know, embarrassment. Uh, we can feel all these things at any moment. 
And the problem is, it's okay to feel those things, but it's not okay to hold on to those things. And that's what most of us do, is that we hold on to those things. Fear always says, hold on to your feelings so that you'll never, so you can guard yourself so you never feel that again. See, fear says that you should always protect yourself from more fear. So we're afraid, you know, we are afraid of fear. We don't want anything to happen in our lives to where we, we, we don't want to uh, constantly be in, bar, uh, let me say it this way. We don't want to constantly have to shield ourselves from embarrassment, jealousy, or anything like that. We don't want to experience that, so we'll do everything we can to shield ourselves from that. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that when you hold on to those kind of feelings, it causes something in our heart the Bible calls bitterness. What bitterness is, is like if your heart, say, you know, your heart's 100%, you look at a heart, you see 100%, a, a, a complete heart. Well, when you allow bitterness and those feelings from the past to stay inside of you, it's like it consumes space in your heart. So instead of having a heart that's 100% open to love, you only have a heart that's open 70% because 30% of your heart is consumed with, a, with, a pain, with the pain of the past, the, the embarrassment of the past. And every time that somebody even gets close to saying something or doing something that embarrasses you, you're going to have a problem. And all of a sudden, you, your fear says, no, they're about to do it again. They're about to do it again. The alarms go off, and then you freak out. And because of that, you find yourself doing things that you normally would not do. You normally would not do. So look what the Bible says, Ephesians 4 and 31. Would you read those first two words with me? Let's read them out loud. You ready? Come on. Stop being. Stop being. Stop being bitter and angry and mad at others. Don't yell at one another or curse each other or curse each other or curse each other out. <laughs> or be rude. Instead, be kind and merciful. Forgive others just as God has forgiven you because of Christ Jesus. So here's what happens. When we, when we allow one of those nerve endings to be hit, so say you was embarrassed in middle school that someone made fun of you and you've never let that go, and you've held on to that, again, any time that someone does something close to what happened to you in middle school, one or two things is going to happen. Either you're going to, it's called the fight or flight principle. Either you're going to get ready to fight, or you're going to get out of there. And the problem with that is this, is this, is that your whole life, you've been dealing with all those, every time that one of those feelings come, that you think it's, it's about to happen again, instead of you, instead of you dealing with it, then you're going to either put up your, you're going to say, uh-uh, it's on like Donkey Kong. Let's go, baby. Or either you're going to run out of there. I'll tell you how to know. If you're sitting in traffic this afternoon, it's when you leave church here, you know, you've had a little Jesus moment today. We've had good worship today. You're feeling pretty good right now. But you get out of here and you go back and you stop at a traffic light and you pause and somebody behind you goes, meet me. Well, I'm tell you, if all of a sudden your blood pressure goes up, and you just stare up in your mirror, and you just slowly take off. <laughs> You're the fighter. <laughs> and because, because you've had a little Jesus moment, you didn't roll down your window and show your IQ, did you? <laughs> but if it had been Monday <laughs> or Tuesday, baby, it may be on. And then the other, I'll tell you, how do you know if you're, if you're the person that's flight, like get out of there. Is there somebody that meet me? If all of a sudden you go, oh, no, and you just put the pedal to the metal, get out of their way because you don't want any confrontation. 
And see, the problem is in our relationships, that's what happens. In our relationships, it's either fight or flight. Every time someone gets close to that area in our life that where we've had a past hurt, it seems like it's like a bruise. They come by and they're going to hit that. Oh, no, before they ever get there, we, we put up our guards and we want to fight. Or we're getting out of there. And Ron and I struggle with this. And it caused division in our home. And it caused us never to have the intimacy that we desired. Because I was a fighter. Anytime she would get close to something that I, didn't, I had a problem with, a feeling that I didn't want to touch, I'd just get very vocal and, like, you know, and just say things that were very strong and mean. And anytime that I would get close with her, it was like a bat out of Hades. She's like out of there, you know. Zip, I'm not saying anything. She's out. And so what we had to learn was that we had to deal with this. And so I want to share with you how to do that. This was so important. The secret, to, the secret is feeling it and then releasing it. It's okay to feel these feelings. Quit trying to hide from them. Feel the feelings. And the way that you would do that is this. It's like this uh, picture of this matador that's coming up. This guy goes into the ring with a bull. Number one, he needs his IQ check for just doing that, right? He goes into the bull with a ring, and I can tell you, I've never been, I've never seen a matador in action except for on television, but I can tell you this guy is a nervous wreck because there's a 2,000-pound bull with horns that's going to come charging at him. Now, anybody who say they're not nervous would be a liar. So he, he's, having, he's having these emotions of anxiety, you know, and, and, and fear, and all that. But what he knows, when that bull comes charging at him, what he does, he pulls out his cape to the side, and that bull, instead of hitting him, goes right through, right? He lets the bull pass through. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is that in your life, if you will learn this principle, dear God, if I would have learned this 20 years ago, it would have helped us out, is that if you learn this principle, when those feelings come that you don't like, and when someone says something that, to you that you don't like, Instead of stepping in front of the bull, taking his horn and saying, I'm taking you to the ground. You're going to die right here or I'm going to die. We're going down. Or instead of you running out of the arena and say, oh, I'm not facing another bull. Is that you let the feeling pass. You feel it. Oh, that makes me mad. And then you pass. So like sitting at the traffic light. Meep, meep. You look up in the mirror, you fighters, and you let that blood rush to your head just a second, and then you go, and you drive right on. Instead of thinking about five minutes down the road how you can still get that guy back. Does anybody know? Am I the only one in the room? I just want to know. Am I the only one? Heck no. I'm still, I'm at night thinking about it. No, sirree. Beep at me, I tell you. That's why we freak you people that run out, out. We freak you out, you know. And then instead of, again, if you're the silent person, instead of running, you feel it and you release it. And therefore, you don't have to run. So you can never, ever let somebody in if you're getting defensive or if you're giving them the silent treatment. It's okay to feel what they're saying. It's okay to feel that. But it's not okay to hold on to that. Because every time you do, you're being bullied by fear. Did you hear it? 
Every time that when you begin to get defensive, you're letting that, you're being bullied by fear. And every time that you run out of there instead of dealing with it, you're being bullied by fear. And you'll never, ever have the relationship that you so desire. And you'll say, what's missing? Something's wrong in our relationship. And the whole issue is I've been holding on to a lot of junk. And I've got to learn to let it go. Here's something else I'm going to tell you. Every time that you let it go, every time that you choose to, make, to let it go, you know what it does? Not only does that feeling leave, but it takes a piece of that old hurt feeling that's still in your heart with it. It leaves. The more you release and let go, the more that you get out of you. And before you know it, you will be a free man and a free woman. Amen? Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. So look what the Bible says. Isaiah 43. The Lord says, forget what happened before. And do not think about the what. In other words, don't hold on to those feelings. Look at the new thing I am going to do is what God says. Look at the new thing I'm going to do. It's already happening. Don't you see it? I will make a road in the desert and rivers in dry land. What God is saying is this, is God is saying, when you release the past, I'm going to do a new. But God cannot do a new thing until you let go of the old thing. And some of you have been praying, oh, God, make my marriage better. Oh, God, let us feel better. Lord, let us grow together. We've been married five years, God, and, and Lord, we feel like we're going apart. It's been 10 years, oh, Lord, and it's getting worse. Lord, it's been 20 years, and I don't know if I like this person anymore. Oh, Lord, it's been 30 years, and they ain't got better yet, oh, God. And the whole time, the issue is not them. It's what you're holding on to. And it's never going to get better. God says, I've got a new thing. God says, I've got a new thing for you. 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 But in order for you to receive the new, you've got to let go of the old. And he said, let me tell you something. I'm going to make a river in the desert. And some of you, your relationship, it feels like a desert right now. It felt like it's dry and there's nothing there. And the great thing about Almighty God is that you let go of the old and the old, and he'll pour in the new, and he'll put a river right there, and you'll go, my, 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 what has happened here? Amen. Woo! Amen. Mm. See, Ron and I have been married 32 years. We've tried it all. We've been through everything. We've been through every season in life, you know. And I'm telling you, this is the thing that has freed us, is learning to let go of those things of the past. I'm not talking about just the past 20 years ago. I'm talking about the past five minutes. (laughs) I mean, living with me, I can tick you off every five minutes. I mean, if I'm having one of those days, it's on. And so, so can she. And so it's forgiving every five minutes so that I don't let it build up to become a big explosion. Amen. Are you tracking with me? Yes, sir. And those of you that are quiet people, listen, those of you that are quiet, Peter, you know, people that, you know, all of a sudden you're like, uh, I'm just going to hold on to this and you're not going to say nothing. Well, let me tell you something. You're not saying nothing, but we know you're mad. <laughs> and we're waiting. Okay, is it going to be one week, two weeks, three weeks, three months? But we know we're going to hear about it. So why don't you please just tell us about it now? Mm-mm-mm. That's right, yes. yes. We're all human beings and we're all jacked up. <laughs> Either fear is going to drive out love or love's going to drive out fear. You get to choose. And by letting it go, you open up your heart again. You, op- 
You're, you're never going to feel it until you let go of the old. You're, you're never going to feel that love again. You, it's never. And let me just say this to you. There's something that you felt 20 years ago that you thought was love was nothing but a, but a fleeting moment. I mean, when he said, hey, baby, 20 years ago, you know what? That was, that was like when you, was 20, when you was 20 years old then. You never had anybody say, hey, baby. But now he said, hey, baby, for 20 years, it don't mean the same anymore, you know? I'm just saying you don't get this. Sometimes you got to let go of some good feelings as well to move on. Amen? Amen. Waiting on that feeling again is when he said, hey, baby, 20 years ago. No, you've seen his old dirty underwear laying around and <laughs> he passes gas every once in a while. And <laughs> I better not get any more real than that. Is this, is this tracking with anybody? That's all. Is it, is it, yes. But it can be renewed. Amen. Thank God. So I want to ask you to take a step. Here it is. I will do my best to release the feelings of my pain. You're going to start releasing. You're going to, you're going to relax and you're going to release. <gasps> and you're just going to picture releasing it. And you're not going to be prisoner anymore. Amen. The third thing, let me share this with you. The third thing I'd like to share with you is this is receive God's love in order to give love. Amen. What I've discovered in my life is this, is I cannot give something I have not received. Amen. And neither can you. Some of you are living in fear today because you have not received God's love. God's love, God's love it, it pushes out fear. It drives out fear. God's love drives out fear. Knowing that, knowing that God loves you should make you less afraid. I mean, like, listen, I don't know about you, but because I know that God loves me, I know if, if today's my last day on earth, I'm okay because God's got me. Amen. And the fear of death is something he's taken from me. Today, you need to make, if you're not a Christ follower, you need to settle that right now because you're going to be afraid all the time. You need to settle that God loves you and you need to receive that love. And the way that you do that is through Jesus Christ. You ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and be the Savior of your life and that settles the issue. Amen? Amen? And if you don't know the prayer that you need to pray, it's inside of our program. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. I'd like for you to pray that prayer. Just check this card. It says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. Now, I said all of that, and I want to share this last thing with you, and we're going to pray. The issue that I had with God's love is that I didn't trust God's love. Because I was raised as a person who was a, I was, my father was a person that, that bought and sold stuff all the time. He was a trader. He was always, you know, buy, uh, buy low, sell high, make a profit. Even, even when I was growing up, I felt like that, you know, in order, the people, like my family, they like, you did good, Jeff, when you did something good. Only when, you only got praise when you did something good. And for, unfortunately, I wasn't the person that did a lot of good. So I got the other side of that, you know. And so here's the deal, is that when I received Christ in my life, I thought, I thought God's love was a matter of trading. In other words, when I do something good, God, then God loves me. But if I don't do anything good, then you guess what? God doesn't love me as much. And when I did something good, I thought God owed me. You know, I did this, God. You know, I gave $10, God. You, ought, you owe me now. Right? Or I did, Lord, I, you know, I, I, went out of my way. I, I went out of my way, Lord, and I didn't retaliate on anybody. You owe me. 
what I'm talking about? I always felt like either God owed me or I owed God. And when you live like that, my friend, you are miserable. God loves you recklessly. He loves you for who you are. There is nothing that you could ever do to make God not love you. You got to get that in your heart. You say, Pastor Jeff, you don't know, I prayed about this and, and it just won't go away. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what, what fear is saying to you. God loves saying, I love you no matter what. Let me tell you something. His love is unconditional. His blessings are very conditional, but His love is unconditional. Amen? And God loves you. He loves us to the point of being reckless. And so today, the feeling in your heart that God's got something against you, you got to let it go. The feeling that you have that, you know, well, I'm trying to hide this from God is today. Let it go. Get it out of the open. Say, God, I'm giving this to you. And I'm going to let it go. And therefore, you're going to be like the matador. Every time that thought comes to your mind, you know what? Instead of going, oh, you're going to let it pass. You're going to feel it and let it pass. And God is going to change your life. Amen, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.